Hey everyone, what is going on? It's Wilson with Inspired Beats here again. Uh, in this mini kind of course, we'll be going through a really quick guide on how to get started with practical sales. So what is practical sales, right? Uh, practical sales is pretty much, because out there right now, there's a lot of really, really good blogs, books about how to close deals, right? There's a lot of theories behind it. There's a lot of really, really good um, blog articles about how to scale your sales team, uh, what to do when you start to have like a, like 500 customers, how do I scale that, how do I hire people, those are all great, but some of them are maybe a little bit too into theory and some of them are too technical. So what practical sales is, is a way to just go from maybe like 0 to 100 or 50 to 200 and just get started, get your sales team rolling. Maybe you're a bootstrapping company or maybe right now you have a team of maybe like two sales rep and two account executives with one VP of sales. How do you build that? How do you scale that? Uh, how to build a process. So this is probably going uh, back to the bread and butter. A lot of uh, these things you guys probably already know or you guys already experienced, uh, but it's just a little quick guide to get things rolling. So when do you want to do outbound, right? So pretty much practical sales sales nowadays is all about outbound. Um, when, do you, when should you do outbound? Outbound sales is very important, but it isn't necessarily for everyone, right? Some people just aren't supposed to be doing outbound. Like uh, for example, B2C customers. They don't work so well with outbound so too many startups they try to focus on growth and, and inbound leads which happens very often because of these like growthhackers.com or this new trend of people you know all about marketing marketing is great you need it you need a vp of marketing to uh, to get the sales team leads right you want a lot of inbound leads for the account executives to close but inbound marketing isn't everything and most of the time to be honest the inbound leads just aren't great right outbound you're more precise about who you're targeting, which we'll go a little bit more into later. But uh, you're, you know, you're able to build a relationship with the prospect, and allows you to kind of uh, ask the prospects or the customers for more referrals in the long run. Especially if you treat them well and you know you, you did a good job, it's much easier to ask for like an introduction uh, later down the line. Again, back to why outbound. Uh, it can be done anytime. You don't really have to wait. Outbound is so powerful. It converts. It's direct. It works. Right, uh, you don't even need to hire salespeople in the beginning. You have this MVP, or even before you build an MVP, right? Like pre-sales, you want to know if your product will work. What do you do? You can do outbound. Right, it works anytime. Uh, you can find highly qualified leads. Right, you can uh, you can do it yourself using like something like LinkedIn Sales Navigator, or you know, build with to find technology leads, or you can use like us at Inspire Beats, right, to help you build a list of really really qualified leads and targeted leads, and then. You can start doing it out by yourself, start doing the outreach. Saves you a ton of time, saves you a lot of money, and it's all direct people that you know already will use your product. Um, for example, let's say you're launching an email marketing tool and you feel like you can target anyone. You can target VP of marketing at brands. Uh, you can target these rapid growing startups, uh, maybe even the, the local spa or the corner store, but you don't know where to start. And um, you might have an ideal customer profile, a good ICP in your mind, and you don't know where to find these leads, that's when you can kind of outsource it and you, you'd be really direct on who you're already reaching out to. Whereas when you just launch that email platform, uh, you might get a lot of attention from, from people seeing your ads, right? And these people might not be a great fit for your product, but they'll still submit these requests and think it's a good fit. And uh, that results in sometimes just a bad sell or uh, a user that churns. So you want to kind of um, you know use outbound to find qualified leads and have big deals, you know, close the big ones. And it allows you to build relationship over time. So when is outbound not a fit? As I mentioned before, like 
you know, if you're targeting a mass amount of consumers, you're looking to grow rapidly, rapidly selling these like $5 a month, $10 a month products. And outbound is just not a great fit because there's so many capacity that you can do with outbound. Outbound is very powerful. You know, you have to do the research, you have to do list building, you have to, you have to do the outreach, the follow-ups. It's not a one-day thing. So it's a it's a long-term thing that you need to do and you kind of got to nurture people uh, with, with like outbound. You can only do so many a day. So if you're looking to grow like, oh, 200 signups of these regular users that are paying you $5 a month, and the lifetime value just isn't worth your time to hire a sales rep to do this, right? You have to pay them commission, you have to pay them salary. So sometimes it's just not that. And if you're writing like a blog and you're not selling anything at all, you're just running advertisements, then uh, it doesn't really make sense to do too much outbound, or at least not to build on an outbound team, right? Maybe if you're selling ads, you can email a couple people, you know, sponsorships or try to build partnerships, but um, it doesn't really make sense to, you know, have an outbound process and build on a team. So I like to think of outbound as eight different steps. Uh, lead generation in general, outbound sales, practical sales, eight different steps. The first step is to identify your ICP. I'll go into all of these in depth uh, in the future slides or in the later slides, but uh, here's a brief overview. So identify ICP, pretty much a list of companies that will be a good fit for using your product. Uh, ideal customer profile, right? Uh, for example, like a certain market size, VP of marketing, in B2B SaaS products that raise Series A, um, you know, that uses a certain technology like Stripe or um, help some sort of help desk that your, your software integrates with, uh, that would be a good fit. So um, you first you want to identify what's your market size, you know, who you're targeting, who's your ICP, right? Uh, second, list building. Uh, list building is where you, after you find this uh, your, your ICP, you start building their names, their, uh, their contact information, their phone numbers, their address, their company roles, and uh, you kind of just have like a list of people that you can actually contact, right, like with the email address. Uh, so you probably want to validate it too, make sure the email address is correct or else you're just going to be wasting time and sending emails that bounced, right? Uh, next thing is uh, lead research. So lead research is extremely important and it's what makes outbound so powerful and what makes your company stands out between anybody else that's doing outbound right now. Um, what you want to do is that you probably want to be able to look deep into the profile. We'll go a little bit more into this later, but pretty much research into them to find some sort of biases. Are they somebody that will purchase from you? So that's very important. The fourth step, outreach. This is the part where you want to craft a very personalized outreach based on your research and uh, pretty much just hit that send button, right? Follow up. Super important as well. I can't express how important follow-up is. I've closed a lot of deals because of follow-ups and well, I've also lost deals, which I'll go into a little bit later, but follow-up is important. Follow-ups with those that don't respond, follow-up with those that have questions, just do your thing. Nurture. So nurturing, you can do this by sending them eBooks, uh, a lot of different things you can do, but this is the process where you kind of want to negotiate a deal, see if each other is a good fit, and uh, kind of just see if you can you know work something out together. And of course, seven, one of the most favorite things ever when you actually close the deal, right? Money is in the bank, you're good. A lot of people missed out on this eighth step, which is very important too, is after the customer starts using your product for a while and they start enjoying it, what you want to do is you probably want to refer them. Well, I mean, ask them for referrals and introductions and see if you can get other people that are already friends with them to use your product as well. So step one, right? Uh, what was identifying the ICP, the ideal customer profile? 
uh, there's always a couple questions that you want to ask when it comes to you know creating a new service or building out your sales team uh, trying to reach out to people you know first question is what industry are you targeting that is so important you have to know who you're selling to right you have uh, for example if you're selling art you probably don't want to go for like the financial industry uh, who can afford your product you know if you're selling like a $10,000 a month product then chances are a bootstrapping startup would not be able to afford that or a seat round startup would not be able to afford that so you have to be very clear about can this person even afford your product before you even build the list what is the size of the company that you're targeting again it really depends right if you're building like a human resources kind of software and for HR then it doesn't really make any sense for you to target a company that isn't even actively recruiting or if it's a technology for team members and they don't even have any team members, then it doesn't make sense, right? Uh, what technology do they use? Another thing that's super important, if you're like an analytical tool or like Google Analytics for Stripe or something like Barometrics, um, you want to know that they're using Stripe, right? You only want people that are using Stripe because if they're using Braintree or PayPal, then chances are they're, they're not going to be able to use your product. And then, of course, lastly, very important, who's your decision maker? You want to know exactly who is the one that's going to have the buying decision. Is it going to be the VP of marketing or is the company big enough so that the director of marketing will already have it? Does it need to go as far as VP of marketing? Those are some of the things that you need to ask yourself. Next step, list building. You want to build a list of highly targeted and qualified leads based on buying signal or something very unique. Right? Uh, to speed things up, you want to be able to leverage sales automation tools. You want to know how to build this quickly with the ideal customer profile. Uh, I'll go into uh, more tools in, in the next slide, but uh, pretty much you want to be able to leverage the sales automation tools. There's a lot of tools out there now, and you want to be able to validate their constant information. Again, you don't want to send emails that will bounce. Sometimes you will get one or two that looks really accurate and it seems everything's correct on your mail side or mail server, but it bounces. That's okay, but we still want to prevent as much as possible. So there's a list building tools that I was talking about. Uh, my favorite, LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Why? Because it's super cheap and it's super effective. Everyone's on LinkedIn nowadays. Uh, every single company is on LinkedIn nowadays. So to uh, to kind of build your list using LinkedIn Sales Navigator, you're you're pretty much able to segment and filter out people based on company size, um, you know, category, how many people's on your team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and you're just able to put together a very powerful list off LinkedIn in just a matter of minutes so you don't have to go through each uh, individual one of them manually i mean this normally costs you a couple hundred dollars a month but i think the sales navigator is only like 80 bucks or something which is definitely worth it uh the next one's a little bit more pricey sales loft prospector so uh sales loft prospector sales loft has two different products one is cadence and one is uh, prospector they actually come out with a third one uh some sort of power dialer for phones i guess but prospector allows you to kind of uh build Build lists is just kind of like hover.com or data.com uh, allows you to build a list of contact information and phone numbers uh, on their platform. So it's pretty much like, uh, but you're still doing a lot of things manually, right? So the third one, of course, that's us, Inspire Beats. Uh, we're gonna put in the starter package for this one, but pretty much what it is is uh, we're allowed you. We're pretty much like a managed service, an all-in-one managed lead generation solution. So you tell us any type of leads you want. You give us any ICP you want, like Shopify users, high revenue generating, uh, Amazon sellers with, with certain amount of products on in certain location, company size. You give us all of it. We will come up with a strategy and get you those qualified leads based on the ICP. So that's us. Data nice. Uh, I think they're getting more and more powerful. <laughs> 
they're insanely good. Um, what they do is that they allow you to pretty much uh, build this based on technology, but the fact that you can track uh, individual companies to see how many of them are actually rapidly growing, how many of them are actually um, you know dropping down, it is super important. And you're able to track like the health uh, and find contact information directly in the platform is super crazy good. Built with is probably what originally started the whole technology list building thing. Uh, it's kind of very similar to Datanize, but uh, it's just I don't think it's just as powerful. But it's still good. It's cheap and it's, it gets the job done. Here's just a very funny quote. Uh, it's better to have an average sales team with high quality leads than to have a superstar sales team with bad leads. So quality of leads matter. <laughs> okay, next step. Lead research, my most favorite, favorite step. It could be the most tedious step, most boring step, but it's the most powerful and incredibly just amazing step that everyone must have to do. Uh, what you want to do is you, you want to be able to do a lot of research on your ideal prospect before even conducting an outreach. So before even sending that mail or picking up that phone or, I don't know, making that tweet, do some research. You know, do the ICP research. And I mean more than just to see if this is your ideal customer, but actually look into social media. What, what are they tweeting about? What, what are they writing about on their blog? Uh, does it, is it relevant to what you're trying to sell to them? Is there some sort of pain point that they're experiencing? Uh, look into all these stuff, LinkedIn, whatever. Just do a lot of research and try to identify as much bias signals as you can and unique similarities. Then you can craft your outreach. So, you know, back to what to look for. Social media, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Reddit, I don't know, anything. LinkedIn, personal blogs, company blogs. Look at forums that they're participating in. And then most importantly, look at mutual connections. You might have something that you guys are similar to. Like, do you guys go to the same school? Do you guys have the same friends? Or can that same friend make an introduction for you? That is super important. So this part, very important. Outreach, right? This is the part that, that hits it or breaks it. So it's the bread and butter to outbound sales. Traditionally, what people did was they would get a you know, yellow book book and then look through every single contact and start hounding down on them with the phone. That is dead. Uh, you want to be able to send really, really, really personalized emails. I'm not saying phone is dead, but there's just a better approach to it. Like if you want, you can even add a stronger layer by doing the Twitter outreach first or, or some sort of like, um, you know, Facebook group or meetup group outreach first and then, uh, then do the email, then do a phone. That would be a very good sequence for you to, um, you know, make things powerful and have a high conversion rate. How do you make an outreach powerful? Make sure you do a correct amount of lead research. If you're just sending a mass book email of random crap with the same sales template, chances are people aren't going to read it and they're not going to respond to you. There's a really good email that I've had before. I'm not going to mention the company's name, but uh, if you, as you guys can tell from this, from this, um, from this template, well, I'll just read it. So it says, "Hi, Wilson." I hope you're having an excellent day at company at the company that I was working with at the time. You know, my name is Ryan and I'm with this company. I noticed that at your previous company, you used HubSpot and ran a few successful campaigns using their drip campaign feature. I especially like that campaign name that I ran, right? Uh, I wanted to tell you that we have the exact same feature here at company, well, his company, except even more powerful. We allow you to keep track of all your leads based on their actions so that you can use the same feature and save yourself a ton of time. Would this be interested uh, or would you be interested in seeing a demo of how this works? Right. 
So this is so powerful and I just had to give him a response even though I didn't use his product, which kind of sucked. But the reason why I gave him a response is because first it shows that he knows who I am. You know, this is not a random, hi Wilson, you know, we sell this, we sell this, we sell that. Who knows where he got my email from. Uh, second, it looks like he did research it to me. Not just a bare minimum research like look at my LinkedIn and see that I ran growth for a certain company. But he looked into that previous company, I'm assuming, and checked the technology that they were using. And then even saw the campaign that I ran at that company using that technology. So that's a very high level of uh, research, which is something that will definitely get you a response. If you're able to write emails like this, you'll crush it. Here's some outreach tools. Yesware, uh, Persist IQ, Inspired Business Us, because we do uh, we manage the outreach side as well. So we do the, the list building, we do the lead research, and we craft the personalized outreach for you to warm up the leads. Uh, outreach.io, a very famous platform, very, very popular platform nowadays. Uh, I think it's very good. It works for phone systems. I highly recommend it. Uh, Tout app, a little bit more old school, but still very effective. Cadence, that's a sales law one that I was talking about. Maybe out of all these outreach tools, one of my favorite is Persist IQ because of the very simple, uh, is how simple it is to kind of just set uh, drip emails and follow-ups. It's very good. Uh, another thing is, uh, what the next step will be follow-up. Follow-up is kind of like an art, right? You can close big deals if you follow up consistently, or you can lose deals because you're just too aggressive with it. I've closed a lot of deals because of follow-ups, and it sometimes takes more than five or six follow-ups. So it probably takes 10. You know, Steli talks about this all the time. Steli's gonna close the aisle. Talks about this all the time, how important it is to follow up. And I've literally closed deals where people say, you know, I love your consistency, so I'm more than willing to give Inspirepeace a try. Uh, we have those, but I've also lost deals because I was too aggressive. Uh, where I was following up every single like five hours, like, hey man, you get my message, or I know you read it, blah, 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 blah. And that just doesn't work. You're just using a client. So have a good timing, you know, maybe three days. That's a good one. Uh, always have a reason to follow up. You know, try not to just say, I know it's hard, but try not to just say, hey, I'm checking in. Uh, find a reason. Maybe they they created some sort of blog post. You know, maybe you saw their buddy at the event. Do something, but have a good reason to follow up. Always, always include a call to action. Uh, whether that's scheduling a demo, scheduling a phone call, or having them sign up directly. Just make sure you have it. And try to follow up depending on the action that's taken. So basically, uh, let's say they open their email, but they didn't get back to you, then you should have a certain follow-up. Or they didn't open their email at all, then you can probably just send them a reminder saying, hey, you know, I sent you an email a couple of days ago. Uh, I was wondering, you know, if it fell into your inbox cracks or something like that. Next up, nurture the needs. What's very, very important about this part is, let's say you got this prospect or this lead to respond, but they're not ready to buy yet. So what do you do? Uh, of course, you want to answer all the questions and you know do all the follow-ups, but sometimes they're just interested, but they're not willing to make the jump, which happens all the time. So one of the best things you should be doing at this point, probably sell, sending them like relevant information, send them some eBooks that you have, some case studies, some white paper uh, that relates to their industry or relates to their their problem, and see if you can help them. Or maybe you came across a blog post that kind of solves their paper or answers their questions. Send it over to them. Doesn't even have to be a, your your own company's content, but make sure you kind of nurture their leads and kind of uh, you want to build that relationship during this time. Foster them, right? Uh, and this is the time when you probably want to take advantage of question question based selling. You want to ask them questions about what they're struggling with and how you can help them. And at the end of the day, you want to come to a very good deal and close it.
of course, if you did everything correctly and who knows how long the sales cycle is, hopefully short, you close the deal, uh, you want to ensure the deal that benefits both parties for a long run. That's why you don't want to sell the wrong things, right? So, for example, for us, if the company's bootstrapped and they, they just really want to boost their sales, but they just can't afford the highest starting package or rocket package, then we probably don't even want to push for that deal. Sure, we want to close a rocket package, right? That gets us more cash flow, makes us grow. But we don't want to sell the wrong thing because it's going to churn. People, people is going to hate you. Uh, you want a customer that will be there for you long term. If you provide enough value for them, they will grow with you and they will eventually upgrade. Don't sell the wrong thing, but you still want money in your bank, so close the deal. Last step. Referrals, referrals, very, very, very important, right? Check in with those customers that you closed before. Check in with all the people that you build relationships with. Even look at the people you went to high school with. Look at the people that was in some sort of movie club with you in college, you know, or uh, anything. Just ask for referrals, especially the ones that you closed for. Let's say you just take over this new SDR or AE position today and you close and you close. Three months from now, look back at the ones that you closed today and try to reach out to them and see how they're liking the product. Talk to them. You know, don't sell them anything because they're already sold, right? If they're liking it, ask them for referrals. It's that easy. And that will get you a lot more sales, a lot easier. The sales cycle is so much shorter when there's a referral rather than a cold outreach. And then, of course, start the game all over again from step one and make that commission or, you know, close that deal or grow your business. Well, that was the end. I told you it was a little mini short course. Uh, brought to you by Wilson Peng, that's me. You can follow me on Twitter at Wilson Peng 8. If you're looking for qualified or targeted leads, check out Inspire Beats, inspirebeats.com. Thank you.